Hi, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. Cue music. All right, music over. Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast. We got a great story for you today. Uh, Greg goes driving. I really like this story. Um, before we get into it, though, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. We've had a lot of downloads so far, more than I would have expected. And I'm very glad about that. If you are listening to this on Applecast, please, please give it a five-star review or four-star. I mean, if you really feel like it's uh, it's just four-star quality, then give it a four-star review. Anything under that, don't bother giving a review, please. I don't want those lower reviews on my podcast. That would be disastrous. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but if you are listening to this, you probably like it. So do give it a five-star review and write something as well because that actually helps other people discover it. Also helping other people discover it is sending it to your friends. Um, I'm sure everyone who is listening to this is a very cool person um, because it means you have a good sense of humor and a good understanding of stories. So all very cool people. And you probably know a lot of other really cool people because cool people tend to have a lot of friends. Uh, so send this cool podcast to all your cool friends and then we can be best friends. Isn't that great? Anyway, moving on. Greg goes driving. Very excited about Greg Goes Driving because this is one of the stories that I think adults and boys well, and girls alike have told me, hey, that that one really stuck with me. Like, for example, uh, my own father, who has read the stories and liked some of them, <laughs> he, ha- he told me uh, that this story reminded him of, of his friend when he was a kid in, you know, small town Ohio. And uh, this guy who took his car out and smashed it into the garage, right? And I think that everyone kind of has that story of, like, that friend or that kind of reckless young kid that, like, really wanted to drive before he could drive. And then, you know, it didn't really end well. Before we get into it, just one more thing. The pre-orders for the Red Book of Stories are now available on TomLongano.com. So if you liked Blue Book and you're looking forward to the next story collection, go to TomLongano.com, get your pre-order in there. Uh, it'll be available there when it's out. It'll also be available on Amazon. I was just going over the stories the other day with one of my fifth grade, well, I guess now he's sixth grade, proofreaders, and he loved them. He was very excited about them, which made me even more excited because it's one thing to be, you know, writing the stories on your own and kind of like working them out. But once you actually get readers and especially for me, I mean, I do it for the readers. I do it for the boys. And once I'd see the boys or boy in this case, (laughs) laughing at things that I've written and quoting it back to me. and, And that is just very special for me as a writer. And so I really look forward to sharing it with all of you who are listening today. But before we get to the Red Book and all those great stories, we still have some great stories to enjoy from the Blue Book. So without further ado, this is Greg Goes Driving. Pretty fast, Greg was saying at lunch. I don't know exactly, maybe like 50, 70 miles an hour. Were you on the highway? Asked Forge. Not the highway, like a smaller road, but not that small. I've done it a million times. It's easy. Stick shift or automatic? Inquired Jake, who knew something about cars. Bit of both, Greg shrugged. Sometimes I mix them up, keeps it interesting. Depends on how you want the ride to feel. What is your ride again? Said Leo, exchanging glances with Jake. My mom's Honda Odyssey. I mean, (laughs) it's no Ferrari, but it can boogie. And she lets you drive the car 
Leo said slowly. Alone. Yeah, you know. Greg shifted a bit in his seat, chewing on a bite of sandwich. She lets me take it out for a spin now and again. <laughs> Gotta practice for when I get my license. Wow, said Jake. That's actually super cool. Yeah, said Greg. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. I want to learn to drive, Porch mumbled. One day, I'll teach you, said Greg generously. Really, said Leo. You'd teach us? You would? Yeah, sure, why not? This weekend. Oh, uh, <clears throat> kind of busy this weekend. Wait, but are your parents going to the school picnic? Leo asked, suddenly excited. Mine are, and this year it's only adults. It's from three until five on Saturday. We'll come around then. Oh, that's a good idea, said Greg, trying to think quickly. But they'll probably take the minivan and... So let's drive your dad's car, said Jake. Okay, but I only know how to drive the mini. Dude, this is so cool, said Leo. I'm going to tell everyone. I can't wait, said Porge. Three o'clock on Saturday, Jake confirmed. We'll be at Greg's. I mean, you can drive, right? There was a moment's pause. Greg was given this merciful opportunity to back out. Though, of course, it was on Jake's terms and it would have been a humiliating blow. Especially since he'd been bragging about driving for two straight days. But now Greg began to think. How hard could driving actually be? Last weekend, his mom had let him sit on her lap and hold the wheel after he begged for hours because he'd been playing Super Racer 7 on Xbox with the new plastic pedal controllers and wanted to see if he could do it on a real car. That was the seed of truth from which this story had extravagantly grown. And now, he figured, why not? Driving should be easy. He could teach the other boys, he would show Jake, who probably didn't believe him, and everyone would be talking about how cool he really was. Oh yeah, he said. I can totally drive. And so Greg's fate was sealed. Jake, Porge, and Leo wasted no time in spreading the word. Crowds of well-wishers gathered around Greg, assuring him they'd be present on the big day. He enjoyed his newfound popularity and began to believe that he deserved it. He explained driving mechanics to wide-eyed groups of third graders, opined about his favorite car models, demonstrated specific techniques while miming the steering wheel, and adding exhaust noises by spinning. All knowledge gathered from long days in the basement with Super Racer 7, and he answered any questions with only the utmost confidence. There were doubters among the boys, but Leo and Jake insisted they come on Saturday to see for real. Most of their parents would be at the picnic, and many of them lived in the same neighborhood, so they would have more than enough time to walk over and learn all of Greg's driving secrets, to watch him drive all on his own, all by himself, before the picnic ended. Saturday morning came. Greg felt suddenly queasy. He had been escorted to the parking lot with a chorus of cheers after school on Friday. He had waved at his adoring fans as he climbed into the same gray odyssey he would again be climbing in today. Only this time, he would be at the wheel. He panicked. Unfortunately, despite Greg's tear-filled protests, his parents still went to the picnic. They left Greg in charge of his younger siblings, something they had just begun to do hoping that the meager amount of responsibility would help him mature. This afternoon was especially risk-free, as they'd only be gone for about two hours and it was the middle of the day. Greg clutched their feet and begged them to stay. They refused and said he would be fine. Then, to add insult to injury, 
They took his dad's car and left the Odyssey waiting in the driveway. The doorbell rang at 3.15. Leo was standing there with a big grin. Already a group of boys had gathered around the car and more filtered in from the road. You ready? Leo said. Duh, said Greg. I was born ready. He grabbed the keys and went out. His two younger siblings had been lured into the basement to watch Lion King. Then he'd, like any good babysitter, locked them down there. The basement didn't have any front-facing windows, so Greg was confident his drive would remain undetected. You sure your parents are okay with this? said Leo as Greg strutted to the car. Oh yeah, Greg assured him. They let me do it all the time. Oh, thanks for this, Greg, said Porridge. I've always wanted to learn how to drive. It's easy, Greg said. A baby could do it. He tried the door. It wouldn't open. I think you gotta unlock it first, Jake said. Yeah, duh, Greg shot back, then addressed the crowd of 20 boys gathered on his front lawn. Lesson number one, you take the key, he held it high for all to see, then you press this button and unlock the door. The lights flicked and the car beeped. There was a smattering of applause. Greg gave a brief bow, then entered the car. Roll down the window, Leo said, tapping on the glass, so we can hear you when you're inside. Greg nodded, then pressed the window button. Nothing happened. He pressed several times, harder, but still nothing. You gotta start the engine, Jake was mouthing. Greg nodded as if to say he knew that, then looked for a place to insert the key. I wasn't in the cup holders, or in the middle of the steering wheel, or under his seat. There, Leo was saying, and Jake and Porridge were pointing too. Then Greg saw the ignition, smiled, and slid in the key. He gave it a twist, and the engine turned, then purred, as only a nine-year-old Honda Odyssey can purr. The crowd cheered. Is he actually going to do it? Porridge whispered to Leo. Of course he is, said Leo. It's Greg. The window rolled down, and Greg thrust his head out. You guys got to give me some space, he snapped. I don't want to kill anyone. The boys stepped back, except for Jake, who figured Greg might need some more help getting started. He was right. Put your foot on the brake, he instructed Greg. The engine revved loudly. The crowd oohed and ahed. No, the other pedal, Jake said, and hold it down. I know what I'm doing, snapped Greg. Okay, then you know that once your foot's on the brake, you got to move that stick thing there to the letter D. Duh, said Greg, and he shifted the car to drive. It was at this point that Jake, too, backed away. Greg's house was on a slope, and his driveway went downhill to the road. Luckily for him, the car had been parked with its back to the house, front-facing down the driveway. To their right, the road went on until it ended in a cul-de-sac, a wide circle surrounded by houses. To the left, the road turned back into the neighborhood. Greg decided he would go right, circle the cul-de-sac, then bring the car back to where he found it. Simple. He lifted his foot from the brake slightly, and the car started forward. He jammed his foot down, and it jerked to a stop. The onlookers began to chant, Greg, 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 and he gained some confidence. He held the steering wheel with both hands, both near the top, both gripping so tight his knuckles were white. It was all he could do to reach down for the pedals and also see over the dash, but by sitting up as far as he could on the seat as possible and craning his neck, he was able to manage. He lifted his foot and pressed down again, then again, then again. 
In this stuttering, jerking motion, he slowly and steadily made it down the driveway. He's at the road, Porridge yelled to a chorus of cheers. Greg waved. He yanked the steering wheel to the right and inched onto the street. He's turning, yelled Porridge. Now Greg had confidence. He had reached the street. Time to move his foot from the brake. Time to press the accelerator. Unfortunately, this was another part about cars of which he had no experience except for those long hours playing Super Racer 7. And on those plastic pedals, there was only one thing to do with the accelerator. Greg shoved his foot down, hard. The Odyssey roared, and the boys around the car scattered. It shot straight at the cul-de-sac, increasing speed. Greg breathed quickly. He knew that the one thing he should not do, given his Super Racer 7 expertise, was to take his foot off the accelerator. So as the dead end neared, he kept pressing down and yanked the wheel to one side. The boys watched the van speed into the court, then turn wildly around twice, nearly tipping over. They ooed in unison. The van swung with such force that Greg lost his footing on the accelerator and then, in trying to regain it, accidentally stomped on the brake. There was a piercing screech. The crowd ah. The car shuddered, then rolled slowly forward, dribbling back towards Greg's house. The boys jumped up and down. Greg had done it. Even Jake and Leo smiled. They'd anticipated disaster, but somehow success for Greg wasn't half bad to see. He was waving as the van approached, then passed the driveway. It jerked to an abrupt halt as he stomped the brake again. All right, said Jake happily, coming alongside. You got to hold the brake and move that stick thing to R. It stands for reverse. Then you can put it back in the driveway the exact same way. Greg complied, then made a show of glancing over his shoulder as he turned the car carefully into the driveway. Boys on either side shouted out directions for left and right. And Jake helped guide him in applying the brake and, very softly, tapping the accelerator until after 15 minutes of starting and stopping, the car was back in its original spot. The audience went crazy with approval. It might have been Greg's proudest moment. He rolled up the window, careful to leave everything as he had found it, then changed the stick to N, which he assumed meant nothing or no power, as opposed to P, which probably meant power. Then... He leapt out of the car and took a gallant bow. When he arose, he saw the faces of his admirers had turned from jubilant to shocked. Then, horrified, he turned around. The empty minivan was rolling down the driveway, picking up speed. It shot across the street and smashed into the neighbor's parked Mercedes. The onlookers scattered. Greg stood by himself, blinking in his front yard. And it was many years until Greg was left alone unsupervised again. All right, we have a very special guest today on the podcast. He has never been to the podcast before, but this is his story. So I had to have him on to kind of get his take on it. Please welcome Greg. Greg, nice to see you. How's it going? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. Uh, did you enjoy Greg Ghost Driving? Duh. Okay, what did you um what'd you like about it? Well, uh I thought it was pretty cool because, you know, I drive. A lot of people said I couldn't do it, but I did. I did drive. I drove a lot. Uh I drove out of the driveway and I turned around the car and I drove it right back in the driveway. Yeah, but like what happened after that? 
I don't want to talk about that. No? Okay. Uh, I think that's like, I don't know, a lot of people say that's their favorite part of the story. That's not my favorite part of the story. I realize that. Uh, and I don't think it would be. I wonder, you know, I bet a lot of people are asking themselves, like, what happened after that? Uh, what happened when your parents got home? Yeah, they were pretty cool about it. It was, it was cool. They were. They were They were cool about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Something tells me you're maybe kind of, I don't know, downplaying this. No, it was, it was like, I, I don't know, my mom was like, Greg, like, don't do that. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, so you're saying you didn't get in any trouble at all? Nah. Nah. That, a little bit. Oh, so you got in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah whatever. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, was the repairs for the neighbor's car expensive? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty expensive. Okay. Did you have to contribute? Well, I, I don't really have a lot of money. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. So your so your parents had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. And were they happy about that? Not really. No. Well, Greg, I just really want to get to the heart of the issue. I want to see, like, how you felt about all this. And I feel like you're kind of putting up this wall. Like, you got to act cool or, or something. No, <laughs> I don't have to act cool. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Tom Logano. <laughs> Believe me. So you're saying you don't have to act cool because, because I am cool. Oh, okay. You know, no, I got that. No, that's fine. I just think that the podcast is a really good place where, you know, the people who enjoy the stories can get to know you more, you know, kind of like the real Greg. So I want to know, like, what's the real Greg? What's under it all? What's under the surface? All this bravado, all this I didn't get in trouble, this sort of thing. I think you're a very dynamic character. I just want to know, like, where, like, where are you really? Like, what's going on in Greg's head right now? Well, uh, I just want to say I have a new YouTube channel, and I think a lot of the people who like my stories and think I'm pretty cool would like to check that out. Uh, it's called G-Man73. Uh, I have a lot of subscribers right now, and uh, it's kind of like my thing. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be a YouTube star. Okay, interesting. That's not really what I was going for. You know, smash that sub button, uh, get on there. And uh, also, I have some merch. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to buy a Greg t-shirt, but I know you do. You know you do. So wait, wait, Greg. Um, sorry. You have a YouTube channel. That's that's news. I mean, that's really exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I've been vlogging now for like three years. Uh, so it's, it's really grown. But, you know, you got to put in that work. Got to put in that effort every day, all day, baby. Okay, I see. Um, how many how many subscribers do you have so far? Uh, you know, it's it fluctuates, and we're growing at a pretty rapid pace. But right now, uh, last time I checked, uh, this morning, I had 38. 38. 38 subscribers. That's, you know, you know what? That's more than I would have guessed. So, congratulations. Yeah, and I'm uh, just rolling out this new merch line. Uh, got a lot of subs. Got a, you know... Just got to make that content. You know, all my fans need the content. And so I just want to get that out there with this uh, with this podcast uh, that, you know, all the people listening. How many how many subscribers do you have, uh, Tom? Uh, sorry, Mr. Tom. Mr. Tom. 
I don't actually know the amount of subscribers on the podcast because of the way the analytics work. But I can say that as of now, and it's very early stages, the podcast has more than 100 downloads, uh, which I think is very... Sorry, Greg, are you laughing at me? <laughs> it's it's kind of lame. I mean, that's more than your amount of subscribers. Yeah, but like I have 38 subscribers, but each of my videos probably has like 25 views or like a little bit less. So if you count all of that up, that's way more than 100. <laughs> so like, I mean, you're like a, I'm like a little, I'm like a kid. I mean, not like a little kid, but I'm like a kid. You're like an adult. And you only have a hundred uh, hundred downloads on your podcast. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, Greg, it benefits you if I have more downloads on my podcast because then more people listen to this and maybe go watch your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, so you should you should be trying to get me more downloads and, and more subscribers instead of instead of making fun of me and laughing at me about the about the maybe small number that I have. <laughs> you, you do have a small number. <laughs> Okay, Greg, you don't really understand how the social media marketing thing works. If 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 you want to you want to support my podcast, so then I'll support your YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Smash that sub button, get that merch. Okay, good. Um by the, by the way, have you sold any merch? Yeah. Yeah, sold like uh two t-shirts. Oh, you sold two t-shirts. Great. Um I'm guessing you bought one of them? Yeah. Yep. Probably, I don't know. Your mom? Yep, yep. She likes it. This is super soft cotton. Oh, well, that's so. That, there, there's two. Could be three. You want to buy one? Ah, uh, I'll think about it. Not, not right now. All right, all right. Super soft cotton. Super soft. Great. You know, Greg. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I'm very excited about your new YouTube venture. And I'm glad that you could enjoy the stories and thank you for for being you. You are very welcome. Good luck on this tiny little podcast. I don't think a lot of people are gonna listen to it. <laughs> Greg, you want you 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 need people to listen to this podcast. Why do I need people listening to your dumb little podcast? No, because if more people listen to the podcast, then they're more likely to go watch your YouTube channel. I don't need any help on my YouTube. All right? My content is pure gold. I'm sure it is. Thank you very much. That is all for today. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production performed by Tom Longano, author of The Blue Book of Stories. The Blue Book of Stories is available now on Amazon. It's also available on TomLongano.com. The podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And please, if you like the podcast, subscribe. Tell us what you think in the comments and reviews. Please send us an email. You can find all our contact information on TomLongano.com. Dot com. If you have a question or a comment for any of the characters, send it to us and you might just get featured in one of the next interviews. But thank you so much for listening. Again, share with your friends and please continue to listen. This has been so much fun for us. We hope it is just as much fun for you. Have a great day.